Is the cash flow beast messing up your bottom line or keeping you up at night? If you've lost control of money in your business, stay tuned because my next guest, money strategist Justin Crane, can help. She's a respected and trusted business advisor, an Ivy League business expert, best-selling author, and no-nonsense lawyer. She's Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Whether you're an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur working for someone else, I want to give you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Because no one likes getting blindsided by what you don't know but somehow should or getting stuck paying for it later. Think of it as a mini MBA and school of hard knocks wrapped in one and on steroids. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Brought to you by Business MO LLC. Justin Crane is the founder of Crane Financial Solutions and a money strategist for business owners. His mission is to help entrepreneurs understand the money side of their business. He teaches them how to be strategic with their finances so they can grow their business and be more successful. Justin attended University of Colorado at Boulder and is a certified financial planner who's also been featured on CBS, Fox Business News, and MSNBC. I'm delighted to have him here with us today because I can't wait to hear what this money strategist thing is all about. Welcome to Business Confidential Now, Justin. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Wonderful. Well, I'm really excited to know (laughs) what exactly is a money strategist and how'd you get into this? Yeah, well, money strategy, I actually created the own my own term, my own title, because I realized that no one was doing this. I'm a CFP, Certified Financial Planner. I've worked with lots of one-on-one clients. And as I asked them simple questions like, what do you need to do in sales to, uh, to buy a house? How much do you have to make in profits in your business to buy a car? And I would get these answers like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, then I'd ask them, what are you doing in profits? How much money are you making? I started asking them questions about their business, and I realized that, A, they didn't know, and B, no one was really doing this for them. Bookkeepers, they do a lot of data entry, accountants do tax planning, but where do people go for business money strategy? They, they just, it's, it's like a, you, know, you don't know. So I just started doing it with, with clients and working with groups, and it's been tons of fun. That sounds really interesting. So if I understand you correctly, you're helping people use their business in order to reach personal financial goals. Is that right? Yeah, the the business is the engine that helps people achieve their financial goals. I'm really not about cutting back and eating, you know, top ramen soup and noodles. I'm about making more money, being smart with that money and using it to fund your life and enjoying it today rather than that mantra of like save, save, save so that you can live the life that you want to when you're 82, because I'm not into that. Well, that's true. You never know if you're going to make it to 82, right? Exactly. So there really is no comparable role for what you do at a large company, a large corporation, is there? Well, there are CFOs, and I, d- I definitely cover a lot of what CFOs talk about and teach, but the mentality and the mindset of a small business owner is much, much different than a big corporation. Small business owners, they wear a lot of hats. They get into it for specific, they start a business for a specific reason. Um, they might not have all of the right partners on their team. Uh, and where I come in is, is, is teaching them and showing them what their numbers are telling them in their business 
and how they could be even better based on whatever it is that they want to do. Hire staff, um, sponsor an event, grow their business, redo their website. All of those things, those simple things that I just mentioned, they're all they're all things that, that business owners, small business owners, um, spend money on. And we need to make sure that it's a good investment and that it doesn't, um, what I would call, get you into the complicated cash flow dance. Makes sense. So what does a process look like? If I'm a small business owner and I come to you, where would we start? Well, I have, um, and I would recommend this for anyone who's in business, is that you have to automate a lot of what you're doing. I have them go to a questionnaire. They fill out the questionnaire. It talks about um, their pain points, what's working, what's not working, gets a little bit into income. And and I really want to know, like, what is the big, big thing that, um, that the business owner wants to work on and get rid of? What's the big problem? So I have an application. I see. And do you accept all of the applicants that come to you? Um, no, because I, I want to make sure that the people have a mindset of a prosperity thinker, someone who's really dedicated to wanting to create a financial life that they want for themselves through taking action. I don't want to work with poverty thinkers who have that lack mentality. They think nothing's really going to go right. They view um, the they, they view they're, they're price shoppers. They're looking for cost and not value, and you know, I want to increase my conversions, and I know if I work with people that want to invest in themselves and in their businesses, that I'm, I'll be a good fit for them. Sounds like a plan. So now, in your experience, you. Justin, what are the biggest challenges that business owners face with respect to managing their cash flow? I think it's financial clarity. I think there are two or three main things that business owners need to understand and really track. The first is profits. The second is cash. Now, if I just mention those words, and I, you know, for those of you listening, you're maybe like, oh my God, he's starting in with the money, and he's talking about profits, and he's talking about cash, and oh, I'm starting to get really overwhelmed and all that stuff. It's okay if you have that feeling. Um, you didn't get into business to be a financial strategist, to deal with money. You got into business for your passion, to create your own job, to have a work-life balance. But I think a big, a couple of big mistakes that business owners make is that they don't understand how much money they're making, and they don't know how much cash they have in the bank, and they have no gauge on where to start. So what are the biggest mistakes you see them make? Uh, not making a profit. I think business owners need to make at least a 10% profit. That's after they pay themselves a salary, or, or if you're an LLC or you're a sole proprietor and you're just taking money from your business account to your personal account, those are withdrawals. They don't show up on the profit and loss statement. But I want business owners to add those withdrawals back in and kind of view them as an expense because you have to pay yourself something as the business owner. So what is the mistake? It's not making enough profits. Now, that's either not enough sales, uh, too high of expenses, or a combination of both. But I think ultimately, it's the business model. It's what are business owners doing? How are they providing their product or service to make money? And if they don't have that set up the right way, they're not going to have the profit. So it's, it's the first mistake is not having profits. And the second mistake is not having at least one, if not two months of business expenses in the business bank account. Like an emergency fund for your business. Right. So do you actually counsel people on their business plan or just the financial piece of it? 
just the financial piece. Like I am not, I don't hold myself out as a business coach. I'm not a marketing consultant or anything like that. Anything that has to do with money in someone's business, I want to make sure that um, that they understand what's going on and that they're being intentional with their decisions and that they have financial clarity. What are a few cash flow management strategies that our listeners could start using immediately? Well, I think those two, the, the profits um, of 10% and the expenses of at least one to two months um, in the bank are two that they can use right away. But I think it also has to do with tracking and how are you going to track your numbers? Are you going to be the one that's doing it or is your bookkeeper going to be the one that's doing it? What I would do is just email your bookkeeper and say, first of all, everyone needs to have a bookkeeper. You should not be doing your own books. That's number one. You didn't get into business to do your own books. You got into business to shine and sell your great product or service and make a difference and all that kind of stuff. So you have to email your bookkeeper and every two weeks or every month, just have them email you what your profits were for the month. Just say, hey, your profits were $4,000 or whatever it is. And then you need to have that profit be a percentage of your sales so you know how much money the business is making. That's number one. And don't forget about the fact that if you take money out of your business by just moving it from account one to account two, tell your bookkeeper to add those in. And then have your bookkeeper email you and tell you how much cash you have in the bank. That sounds pretty straightforward. And and just to hear you talk about it, it surprises me that more people aren't doing that type of thing and have a better handle on their cash flow to begin with. Well, you know why is that most people, when it comes to money, are ostriches. Not most, some. You know, they don't want to deal with it. If they can't see it, it's not a problem. But as soon as you see it and as soon as you get on the scale and see how much you weigh, then you got to know you got to deal with it. So I'm a belief, believer that knowledge is power and that as long as you set the intention to get better and just make progress, like it doesn't have to happen overnight. If you just chip away at that profit number of at least 10% or the cash number of at least one to two months in your bank, and then you have a system and a plan and you have other people doing it for you, like your bookkeeper to tell you what you need to have, you're, you're way, way far ahead than most small business owners. Interesting. So what size businesses are we typically talking about that are experiencing this type of thing in terms of revenue? Well, you would think it's a small, you know, you'd think 50,000, 100,000. It's even businesses that do a million or five million that, that struggle with these same issues. Profitability, cash flow, the amount of cash, all of that kind of stuff. So it's, it's I would say 50,000 to 5 million is really, a lot of people have these problems. I'm and blown away fixable. by that because I would, would have thought yeah. that by the time people are getting past that $100,000 mark that they're, and especially as the business scales and grows, they would have to put more systems in place in order to manage this. Yeah, but what happens is, is if you're someone that's doing 100000 or 500000 in sales, you're beginning to see that you cannot do it all yourself. And then what happens is you need to be very, very smart on hiring people. And I basically, you know, you got to hire one person at a time, hire them, try to hire them as an independent contractor, see if you like them. And once you like them, you can make them an employee. But you need to spend some money and invest in your business and make sure that the profits don't suffer and make sure that you actually make money off of that investment. And what I see business owners struggle with is their team is hiring people to get help and not making money off of that investment and then saying, you know what, I'll just do it 
it all myself. It's so much easier. And then they're in, they have the hamster on the wheel, and they're really not getting ahead. Absolutely, because you've only got so many hours in a day, regardless, uh, you know, how fabulous and brilliant you are. That's the one constraint we all have. And you can only do so much. You're one person. Yeah. And we didn't get into business to work 15 hours a day. You know, we well, want to have some time with about our... about that? Oh, about... what is it? Well, you know, an entrepreneur is a person who works 80 hours a week so that they don't have to work for someone else 40. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. The thing is, too many people can relate to that. that There's a lot of truth to that, certainly in the startup and emerging phases. But let me ask you this. You've worked with a lot of companies, Justin. Do you have a story about a business owner who's actually tamed that cash flow beast you can share with us? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a lady that um, sells candles. She has both retail and wholesale. And her first problem was, is that the cost to make the candle was too high. And she was that, that's called the cost of goods sold or her gross profit, which is, let's say you sell a candle for five bucks and it costs her $3 to make, so she's making two bucks. That's that $2 number is called the gross profit. And that number was too low. So we got her to raise her prices by a little bit. We got her to, um, to have what's called continuity of income or continuity of sales by creating a gift box subscription that people could buy and get something every month so that she wasn't just getting paid one time, she was getting paid every month for a year. So we we, we lengthened the, the sales, we'll call it this, the, the, revenue, the revenue cycle, not the sales cycle, but we just lengthened the amount of time that she was getting paid. We increased her profits on what she had to spend to make the candle, and then her overhead, she was spending too much money on things that weren't working. Too big of investments going to trade shows that didn't have a good ROI and not really hiring uh, the right employees and not really getting a return on the labor that she was paying. And on top of that, she was um, not paying herself a salary from the business. So there was no there was no check and balance to say like, okay, I got to keep some money in my business account to pay myself a salary so I can live. Once you pay yourself a salary, you set yourself up on distributions automatically and you do some tax planning. It's a total mindset reframe because you're realizing that the business needs to be profitable and that you need to have a financial life as well. Well, that's why you're in business for really in the first place. Otherwise it's called a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention with this lady that I work with, she did not have the right bookkeeper, and they, the things weren't classified right. She had no idea what she was making in profit. Now, every month, I can tell her real quick what her profits were, what the percentages were, how much money she has, and then when she gets approached to do stuff, she has clarity on where she is, and she can make decisions based on that. Well, you just said something interesting about the bookkeeper. What was wrong with the bookkeeping process? That sounds like it's pretty mechanical and straightforward. If somebody doesn't have a bookkeeper, let's say there's a listener now and is in a startup mode, they don't have a bookkeeper. What should they be looking for? How do they know if the bookkeeper is doing it right? Well, they need to get referrals, of course, but the bookkeeper needs to have attention to detail and needs to follow up, follow through, and actually communicate and email you what you ask for. If the bookkeeper doesn't do that, then chances are, you're not going to have a profitable long-term relationship with that bookkeeper. The kind of things that, um, that, that she was doing wrong was, um, 
let's say, misclassifying things and didn't... Okay, so this person that I was working with, she didn't even have line items for wholesale and retail on the income side of the P&L. And oh. you need to know that. Like, if you, if you have two... Like, everyone should be selling more than one thing. So if you're selling two or three things, why not have subcategories on the P&L that show you, all right, well, retail, I'm making you know this in sales. Wholesale, I'm making that. That way you can at least track the two or three main categories of what you're selling. If they're not broken down, you can't see where the money's coming from. Not to mention which is more profitable and which, which area you probably should pursue a little bit more if you want to make more profit. Yes, yes. I mean, for, for wholesalers, there was no plan on how to get them to buy more. It was literally picking up the phone and calling them. So we set up um, an email autoresponder campaign to start to reach out to them so that they would be touched. So we cloned herself through technology, and she's doing way better now. Well, this is really interesting because what you're touching on is really having a more comprehensive marketing plan. Can you tell me some more about that? Yeah, I think one of the biggest mistakes that business owners make about marketing is they view it as an expense. And it is an expense when you look at it from like a profitability standpoint. But I want people to think that marketing is an investment because the money that you invest in marketing in your business, it's going to come back. It has to come back. You have to make sales off of it and you have to make profits off of it. So if you're going to think about marketing, what you need to do is at least double the amount of time that you're spending on it. That's number one. And then number two you need to think about having a campaign to market your business. A campaign is just a set of content, a bunch of strategy that you just lay out on a calendar where you're going to promote your stuff for six months or a year. And then once you have that all laid out, you can then start to decide where you're going to invest, how you're going to do it. Can I give you an example? Absolutely. So I, I just got off the phone with someone who is an esthetician. Now, the way that she makes money is, is through referrals and word of mouth and all of that. And I said, what if we just do a party in your house once a month where you have appetizers and wine and you have a beauty party? So we figured out that that would be $500 a month to do that, to, you know, the food and wine and the cost of the person to clean up and all that. So it's 500 bucks a month for six months. So she's into it for three grand. Now that we know that we're investing $500, that's that marketing campaign, so to speak, she's going to then send emails and do some ads and all that. And if we just assume that it's going to cost her now $600 a month, then we can figure out how much she needs to do in sales to break even and then to make what I like to call a three times rate of return on that $600 spend. So on that $600 a month, we're looking to make at least $1,800 in sales. And if she can do that, she'll be fine. So it really forces her on, okay, who can I have come to these parties? who is the right kind of client for me to do business with and how can I make three times my money and how can I set it up for six months? That's an example of a campaign. I think that sounds great. It's just some people don't focus enough on that and drill down in order to have a roadmap and implement. Yes. And know that that $600 is there to support the business. Well, that's just it. I mean, I've talked to marketing folks that, that specialize in it and, for them, every expenditure needs to be tracked to a return on their investment, which is why when they have a phone number attached to a website page or in a print ad or a direct mail piece, they track 
what kind of response they get to that particular phone number. And that lets them know whether they're getting a good response rate or not. Now, being able to convert it is another story, but certainly your uh, beauty party, your spa party type concept that your client is, is trying to do, it's, it's pretty straightforward as to whether people are going to buy products or any additional services after they've been to our house and had a little wine and cheese. Let's do it. sounds great sounds great but i think what you've also pointed out is really a very important concept of people taking the time to step back and work on their business not just in it and when they're on that hamster wheel trying to satisfy the next customer client patient what whatever line of work they're in it's sometimes hard to get that perspective which is why i love what you do and and able to help people not just get a little bit more perspective but put numbers to it and explain why it's worth their while yeah you know my grandma used to tell me justin you can't even see the hump on your own back and it's true with business and money you got to have someone on the outside because we're all too close to our own businesses to really discern what's good and what's bad and, and what we should be doing. Absolutely, and that's why independent consultants have such a, a booming business because that third-party perspective, that objectivity, is something that you can't see when you're in the middle of the storm. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Terrific. Terrific. Well, we're winding down on our time here. Do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, I think that, you know, I always look at the concept of more of the same equals more of the same. So if you're doing the same stuff, you're going to get the same result. It's kind of like that definition of insanity, which is um, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It's really important that we take control of our money and we're the ones who are in charge of it. So I think any progress is good. Being aware of what you're doing and measuring and tracking and believing that you can do it is all that you need. Really, everyone here listening, all you need to do is take the first step. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I think we've got some great tips as far as some strategies people can start to look at immediately to improve their business if they're in a situation where they don't feel they have a handle on their cash flows. I mean, I had someone tell me a, a couple of months ago that they discovered they were making more money than they thought they did. And I'm like, wow. Now that's a good surprise. I'll take well, that one. It's a good surprise, but yet I know people that call into their office every day, you know, like, you know, what deposits went into the bank account. They want to keep tabs on it on a daily, certainly not less than weekly basis. And here's someone who, you know, for months didn't know that they had actually made more money than they realized. (laughs) So I guess it's a, a big spectrum in terms of where people are. And I am grateful for your advice and thankful that there are, are money strategists such as yourself out there that can help startups and entrepreneurs and small businesses navigate these kinds of waters because yeah the whole accounting thing and how this all fits together is is sometimes very foreign to people it's not their area of expertise they want to be making the candles making people feel good with whatever service and product that they have and the money is the backroom stuff which is supposed to somehow fall into place but then when it doesn't and they have these nightmares about cash flow it's not a lot of fun yes You just summed it up. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my job, Justin. (laughs) Yeah. But thank you so much for being a guest on Business Confidential Now. This has really been helpful, and I hope our listeners have enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Can I um, direct people where to go if they want to get some more info? Sure. 
Yeah, they can go to my site, which is J, just the letter J, Crane, K-R-A-N-E.com, jcrane.com. Marvelous, marvelous. And, and on the episode page on the businessconfidentialradio.com website, we'll also have a link to Justin's business. So you can check that out too. And you've got multiple ways to reach out to him if you'd like to follow up and take a deeper dive. Thank you again. My pleasure. You take care. Thank you. Giving you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Brought to you by Business MO LLC. Thank you for joining me today on Business Confidential Now. You can get more information about today's guest and the resources we mentioned during today's show in the episode notes that are located on our website, businessconfidentialradio.com. Sometimes we even include some bonuses and goodies, so be sure to check it out. That website, again, is businessconfidentialradio.com. And also don't forget to subscribe to the show. That is the easiest way to keep up with the show and our guests, those thought leaders, experts, and authors who are transforming businesses behind closed doors around the world. Let them help you, too. Subscribe today for easy access to the business information you need to succeed. You know, the reason we call the show Business Confidential Now is because you don't have time to wait. So just do it. Subscribe now and leave a review. We want to hear from you. We want you to be part of our growing Business Confidential Now family. Tell your friends and colleagues so they can subscribe too. Because the more subscribers we have, the more great guests we can bring you. And the more business intelligence you'll have available to ignite and fuel your continued business success. Have an idea or a topic, a guest that you'd like to hear on Business Confidential Now? Contact me at the website, businessconfidentialradio.com, and connect with me on social media, too. We'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Next week, Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hazel-Kelchner will be back with more of the business intelligence and inside scoop you need to succeed. Till then.